0: Um, now, there was another big item in the news. I don't know if you saw the uh, the case of Furious George Momo, the escaped monkey, who made a break for it uh, across an Indianapolis neighborhood. Uh, he escaped Wednesday evening and inside of 24 hours, animal services finally, fortunately, caught up with him. But in the intervening like day and a half that this monkey was on the loose. He became a national, nay, international news phenomenon, gaining the attention of the likes of Stephen Colbert, who had this remarkably unfunny monologue, but, hey,
1: got some attention for Indianapolis. This one goes out to little Richie Dom, age eight, who loves nothing more than escaped monkey stories and refreshing ham sandwiches. In the Midwest, an escaped monkey has been running riot in an Indianapolis neighborhood clearly the result of the loss of habitat. When they built the Indianapolis Speedway, the native monkey population of Indiana was forced to adapt to their new environment. <laughs> Momo, if that is his real name, yeah, bad, escaped Carl, his home earlier this week and was spotted on some trees, and Momo's owner arrived and was trying to coax him out with a peach. Really? He didn't go for the peach? But peaches the fruit monkeys are known for enjoying the most. Ah, oh, we've tried the peach. We're out of ideas. What else would a monkey want? Should we try some kale? No, maybe something longer. Asparagus? But do monkeys love?
0: What happened to the state of late-night television? It's cool to see Indiana- Indianapolis mentioned, you know, in, in the late-night shows, but my goodness, the state of comedy is abysmal, and this is after the writer's strike has ended. And yeah, these I was people gonna say, I, to work,
1: I, I thought the strike had ended.
0: You're paying those people 10,000, <laughs> wow. but no, like 14,000 bucks a week for that. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That's really bad. That's te- that, yeah, that's terrible. And look, I understand I am a remarkably dry, dull, unfunny person myself, but that was like squeezing blood from a stone. That was sad. And that's Stephen Colbert. That he, he has come a long way from his show on uh, uh, Comedy Central. I used to think he was kind of funny. Not anymore. Evidently, that was all the writing team. If that's what he comes up with, that's terrible. But the fact that uh, Momo the Monkey made international news for our city uh, kind of reminded me of a relevant sketch from The Onion produced nearly... 13 years ago, but rings more true today than ever. I present Bullcrap News. Which began just...
2: In a desperate attempt to fill 24 hours of programming, here's some bull <coughs> that happened somewhere today. We've got some footage here of the bull <coughs> which began just after 3 o'clock this afternoon when residents in this neighborhood were shocked to see this fairly common thing happening. An attractive witness described the event in breathless terms. I went
1: to my window and I was like, whoa, there's some bull <coughs> happening. That happened right over there.
2: I'm an older man, so you can trust what I say. Authorities in special uniforms rush to the scene to stand around while our cameras film them. Our reporter, Keith Collins, joins us now live from the scene of the bull <coughs> through the use of expensive technology. Good to be with you again, Keith. We have a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bull <coughs> like this are on the rise. Is that right? Yes, although why is unclear. Some say it's because of one f- reason. Others say it's because of some other f- reason. I talked to this random expert on the subject who told me this thing you're about to hear him say right after he points it a piece of paper.
0: I spent my entire life attending the nation's most prestigious schools to talk about this. I'm really just happy to be on TV.
2: Now let's see if we can drag this out a little longer by showing emails written by some of our viewers. I once saw some stuff kind of like the you're talking about happen. I have nothing more to add. Another person says, I am angry that things like this happen. I get mad about every bull thing I see. So obviously a lot of opinions there to make this story seem somewhat meaningful. Oh, absolutely, Glenn. This bull and some broad. Water implications. Here's a list of tips on how to avoid bull happening to you. And here's some footage of Congress. Yes, I see that. Well, thank you, Keith. Uh, let us know if there are any updates on this bull story from there. There's no way there will be. Very good. We'll check back with you in an hour anyway. I'm just something. When we return, we'll look at live footage of a car chase taken from a helicopter and free associate about what's going on.
0: Live reaction. You've worked in television news before. Is this not basically it's basically the news it. cycle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that is the 20 that is what the 24 hour news cycle has birthed and it it, you know this week it was momo furious george the runaway monkey um but it is sometimes it's other just stupid bullcrap that dominates the attention of the news cycle and steals our attention away from more important issues and i you know if anything i think it's a desperate cry from the people for some respite from the nonsense of the day-to-day and you know so you embrace These relatively insignificant events In a desperate attempt to give your existence Some kind of meaning I don't know Uh, Thanks for listening to the show 93 WIBC Saturday night on The Circle. Before we closed, I wanted to also bring you into this conversation I've been having with members of an Irvington neighborhood group about um, their self-proclaimed status as a food desert, which I think is nonsense and it connects with Momo uh, the monkey conversation because they have said that this is the Irvington monkey. Mind you, this monkey was seen nowhere near Irvington at any point. It made its way as far as, come when they finally caught up with it somewhere in the vicinity, I think of like 10th and Mithoffer or there, thereabouts. I mean, like it was far out, not anywhere close to Irvington, about four or five miles away. But they're calling this monkey the Irvington monkey because of its proximity. But they also say that they're a food desert because the closest Kroger is 1.2 miles away from the the town center of uh, Irvington. And, oh, yes, Producer Carl, you say, well, that's relatively close. Aha. <laughs> but that's where you're, you're wrong, you see, because the definition, according to the United States government, of a
1: food desert...
0: In America is a tract with at least 500 people or 33% of the population living more than one mile for urban areas or 10 miles for rural areas from the nearest supermarket, super center, or large grocery store. Which means that they would have a grocery store every two miles in a residential area just to avoid the classification of food desert. This is nonsense. This is ridiculous ridiculous. And of course, people cry, oh, well, what about the people who can't afford transportation? What about the rural people? Why is it one mile for a city center, but it's 10 miles for the rural? Oh, I guess they can foot, you know, truck it 10 miles on foot, but the city people can't. And then you bring up the, uh, you know, the alternative, the options that we have at our disposal now, because this wonderful capitalistic uh, profit driven society that we live in, where you can have your food freaking delivered to you. Kroger delivers walmart delivers and oh they chime but they can't afford to buy they can't afford to have a car so they can't afford to pay the delivery fee like i don't know what to tell you this is a transportation automobile centered society and we cannot completely reconfigure how everything works just to satisfy a few people like this is everybody's a victim everybody's a victim and it's look they're surrounded by no less than three options there's a safeway there's a kroger there's an aldi and there may be one other small little store in the immediate vicinity and then of course in beach grove there's the uh world famous beach grove walmart you know did the walmart fights over there but point being you got options and no one who lives anywhere around a major united states metropolis should consider themselves to be in a food desert. Live in an exceedingly opulent and soft society, and those state-driven definitions only fuel people's victim ideology.
1: Yeah, and I don't really see many people starving in right. the, of the city. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. oh
0: well, producer Carl, don't you know that obesity is also a sign of a food desert? Uh, yes, I've had that said to me. Obesity is a sign of a food desert because they don't have access to nutritious foods that are provided in a supermarket. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Just wanted to bring you into, you know, the frustrating world of online discuss, uh, you know, discourse, um, and ridiculous United States definitions. Irvington is a food desert. My backside. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Saturday Night on The Circle. My opportunity to personally gripe on the air for a couple hours. (laughs) Stay tuned for more. Up next, we have friend of the show, Rob Kendall, coming on the air, and we're going to celebrate the unexpected uh, ousting of Kevin McCarthy once again. So nice. I thought I'd talk about it twice. Stay tuned.